Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Personal Stylist Podcast. My name is Sydney, and this is a podcast for personal stylists who are ready to think a little bit differently about their business and who are interested in going from overworked to profitably booked. That is what I'm all about. (laughs) Profitable, successful, sustainable businesses as a personal stylist doing what you love. And we are in the middle of a series. It's been kind of a long series for me. Usually if I do series, they're a little bit shorter. There are four episodes or something like that. I think this one is maybe six or eight. And it's called, So You Want to Be a Personal Stylist. And we are just talking about all of the things that are critical, mission critical, to you and to your business if you want to be a personal stylist. And I like to think of things a little bit differently. I do think of things differently than other people. And so this isn't a series or a podcast that's going to teach you colors or body types or where to shop. I believe that those things are your natural skills and you can Google them, you can learn them. The things we talk about on this podcast are business oriented, marketing, strategy, pricing, mindset. It's the kind of nuts and bolts of how to run a business, which is the place where I see personal stylists trip up. And I'm really excited to talk to you today about this podcast episode because I want to encourage you to think about your business differently. What I mean by that is I want you to have an end goal in mind. I want to share a story because I think this story is going to resonate with a lot of you all. So my background is in um, social work. (laughs) I have a master's degree in social work. I have a master's degree in Christian education. And my quote unquote life plan trajectory was to work with inner city youth from a faith-based perspective. Very different than what I do now. And I say all that to say, I stumbled into personal styling as very much a hobby, a side hustle, something that I was really good at and had a natural innate skill for. And that I quickly realized other people around me, my clients, other people did not have the skill set. For us as stylists, it seems so natural. You would get in your closet, you would mix and match things. You can make 20 outfits from two pieces of clothing, right? (laughs) Not literally, obviously, but you get my point. Like we're good at what we do and what comes obvious to us is not obvious to others. So when I fell into personal styling, I still had my day job and it was something that I never really thought about (laughs) as a business It was very much in my mind as this side hustle where I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to be in charge of my own future. I wanted to do my own thing and I wanted to have clients so that I could pay myself, right? And I think that this mindset is what happens to a lot of, or what happens for (laughs) and in a lot of personal stylist brains because we kind of tend to fall into this industry. A lot of stylists that I work with, a lot of stylists that I know 
have a completely different background than what they're doing now. So it's either a second career or it's a career pivot, a career shift. Maybe you were in fashion, but you were working like at a retail or something else that wasn't personal styling. And eventually you branched out into personal styling. And I think the mindset that comes with that is I'm just trying to make it. (laughs) I'm just trying to pay myself, which is a very valid mindset when you are working for yourself because hello, you got to pay yourself. Right. So no, like no shame, no looking down on that. That was hundred percent me. And I've been able to grow and shift my mindset on this. And this is what I want to talk to you about. So when I talk about thinking about your styling business differently, I want you to get out of the mindset that this is something that you're just, um, struggling to do like the image that's coming to mind is like you're pushing this big boulder up a hill and you know that it's what you want to do the boulder is your styling business you know it's what you want to do you know you're meant to do it but it feels like pushing a big rock up the hill because you're thinking about your styling business like an employee you're thinking about it like it's another job you're not thinking about it as a ceo despite the fact that that is a really big buzzword, right? Be a CEO. I'm the CEO of my business. Great. You should be the CEO of your business. And there's a really big mindset shift that comes in order for you to start thinking like a CEO. So thinking differently is getting out of the thought that this is something that is just designed to like support you barely, be a side hustle, um, and that it can be bigger and can be better than you even dreamed of. And I want to share three ways that you can start thinking differently in your personal styling business. Number one, have an end goal in mind. And this is a lot of what I'm talking about when I talk about thinking differently and thinking about your business, getting out of the side hustle mentality, out of the job mentality, and thinking about it as a holistic business. So for me, when I think about the end goal of a business and I'm working with a stylist, I think, what is your yearly revenue goal? What do you want to make? We also have an hourly rate. We talk about all of that, but we're building backwards from the end goal in mind, right? So if you have a goal of wanting to be, let's just say a multiple six figure business, you have to work backwards from that end and say, okay, What do I need to have in place to do that? What do my prices need to look like? What does my signature service need to look like? And I can pretty much tell you or share from experience that if you're running a business on a la carte services at $100 an hour, you're not going to build a multiple six-figure business, just you yourself in your business. You will be stressed AF, you'll be working all the effing time, and it's not going to be sustainable. So the end goal is up to you. So this is kind of my third point, and I'm going to talk about it a lot because it's very important that when you're thinking about your business, the choice is yours, and there's no right or wrong choice on how you want to think about the end goal of your business. If you want your business to be, let's just say, a $100,000 a year business, and you want to take about a 50%, 50%, a $50,000 salary if you follow the profit first method, which is the method I follow, then a $100,000 business would give you a $50,000 a year salary. 
that's a great salary. That's about the salary I was making when I was employed full time at a mental health clinic as a grant writer, community development person. So thinking about your business differently means thinking about it as a CEO. And it means thinking about your money. It means thinking about your services. It means thinking about how those are structured and how you want to offer them. Which brings me to my second point. My second point is comprised of three parts in a way. (laughs) If you are going to start to think about your business differently, and you're going to think about it with an end goal in mind, and you have a specific number, and you start thinking about all the puzzle pieces, because it's kind of like a puzzle piece of how you want to put that together, then you need to know that there are only three ways, in my opinion, to grow your styling business. So those three ways are you can, one, raise your prices, right? So if you're at $100 an hour, raise your price to $200 an hour and you will double the amount of money you make, which is going to let you work less hours or work with more clients and make more money. Number two, you can add a team to your business. So this can look one of two ways. And the first way is that you can add a team that is comprised of virtual assistants, people that you outsource things to, people that are going to help support you on the administrative side of the business. And this you should, when you're thinking differently and you're thinking about your business as a CEO, you should do regardless. Because you can only do all of the things in your business for so long and you cannot grow a business without support. So the second way that this falls under as a team is you could have a team of stylists under you. And there have been quite a few stylists that I know that have started to train other stylists under them and have them work with clients. Those stylists get paid, but then there's also money within that service that goes into the business that gets divided out between however you're dividing that out, right? Your expenses, your taxes, all of that jazz so that the business can grow and you can work with more clients. I actually did that as well for a time. I trained and hired two stylists I was training and I actually discovered that wasn't what I wanted to do at that time. So if that is aligned with you, you can do that. If you don't wanna do that or you try it and you find out, oh, this isn't really in alignment with me, then you may be asking, well, what else can I do besides have a team besides range my prices to grow and I'm very glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. The third way you can grow your personal styling business when you're thinking about it differently is to have leveraged offers. It's a very fancy term. Leveraged offers. <laughs> Essentially, what a leveraged offer is, is it's one product or service or experience that you are able to deliver one time to many people. In other words, a styling course <laughs> or a styling membership or a styling group workshop, right? It's when you do one thing once and you're able to deliver it to multiple people. If you are a stylist and you're thinking about how your business is going to be different, you have to start thinking about the different ways that you are going to grow and scale it. And what is that right choice for you? I don't think that styling courses are necessarily for everyone. 
not everyone is a good teacher, right? And not everyone wants to be a teacher. And that's literally what you're doing in a styling course. You are being the teacher. On the flip side, not everyone wants to do for the client. So when you have a one-to-one client, most likely that format looks like you doing the thing for them. You're cleaning out their closet. You're shopping for them. You're doing a lot of the actual work for them. Some stylists I work with, that's all they want to do. And that's where they excel. And that's awesome. So if that sounds like you, you have to think strategically about ways in which you are going to grow, which is going to be having higher prices or higher price packages or having a different format or way in which you package and sell your signature service so that you can create offers at different price points. You may eventually want to get into a course or something that is a little more leveraged and you don't have to. The thing is you also don't have to grow a business to a million dollars. You can grow a business to a great six-figure, double six-figure a year business, have a team that's supporting you on the back end so that you are making the money you want to make because your services are structured in the way to support that. And you're also not working 24-7. The whole reason I want you to think differently about your business is because this is a problem I see with so many stylists who work with me, who come to me and maybe haven't pulled the trigger yet and signed up for programs is that they have either a lot of very low services, low price services. So if you do the math, you do the numbers, it literally doesn't even make sense based on revenue goals, or there's not necessarily the numbers of social media following that is going to allow a low priced leveraged offer to really work. And there's hesitation and doubt behind raising prices and creating a high dollar signature service, getting rid of those a la carte services for your new clients that are not serving you because chances are they're not going through your whole set of a la carte services anyway, and you're leaving your clients hanging. And I want to reiterate my third point is that this choice is yours which I've said, I think, in every single point (laughs) that I've come across. In point one, when you think about the end goal in mind, the choice is yours of what you want that end goal to be. The important thing is, is that you decide what you want it to be so you can start working backwards. Point number two is understanding the three ways in which you can grow or scale a styling business, which is to raise your prices It is to have a team either of stylists or and or an administrative support team or create leveraged offers. And that choice is yours for what you want to do within those three things, how you want to do it and what you're prepared to do. And then the last point is that there is no right or wrong in any of these because the choice is yours. I think the best question you can ever ask yourself when you are faced with a decision in your business is what feels right to me? Does this feel fun? Does this feel like it is me? Is this going to be something that I want to do? A lot of what I see is people looking outside of themselves 
for the answers to these questions, whether that's looking at another stylist website and seeing what their services are, what they offer, what the price point looks like, what the structure is. Or they'll ask a coach to say, you know, tell me what I need to do or tell me how to do this. And no good coach is ever going to tell you how to do something. <laughs> we will pull answers out of you and help you find that answer from within yourself. Because again, the choice is yours. And if you are not making choices that come from inside, when some shiny new object or whatever comes along, you're going to go off and chase that. And you won't be sticking with the end goal in mind that you've already decided upon that you want. So let me break this down for you in an example. And I'm gonna see um, if I can do this in a way that makes sense. I don't have my cal calculator in front of me, so I can't, I will try to my best with, best with math. <laughs> so for example, let's just say that um, <clears throat> you wanna make $100,000 a year in your styling business from your work with clients. Let's say you have a package that is $2,400. Okay, actually, let's say it's $2,000. That will help me better with the math. <laughs> so if you have a package that is $2,000 and you want to make 100K, how many clients does that mean you need to work with? 50, right? Did we do the math right? So 50 clients, oh, sorry, my Siri is popping up. 50 clients times 2,000, you probably hear my typing, is $100,000. So that gets us to the knowledge of what we could sell a styling package at and the number of clients we need to get. So let's just say 50 new clients a year, divide that by 12 because there's 12 months in the year. And that gives you 4.167 clients that you need to work with every month. Let's just say four. Four times 12 is gonna get us 48. So we know at one point, at some point in time, we're gonna work with five clients a month. So that brings us to four clients a month at $2,000 each to get to 100,000. Now, let's say you have a closet clean out at $300, which is where I started and this is part of the reason why I could never envision my styling business as something that could support me full time because my services were $300. And yes, you could have a client, you know, do a closet clean out and then they go shopping with you. And then they could also opt to do outfits, but not every client is going to agree to that when you have an a la carte service. So with a $300 service, let's just say that's your average. We're gonna divide that by 100,000. Don't you guys like how this turned into a math episode? So that's 333 clients in a year at about $300 each to get to $100,000. Now let's divide that by 12. Oops, not 13, dang it. The um, calculator on my phone or on my computer is not my favorite. Divided by 12. Thank you for bearing with me in this real time math lesson. Okay, so that gives us 27 clients. Now, what do you think is easier? Getting three clients a month? No, four clients a month or 27 clients a month? I'm gonna hope you went with three, <laughs> okay? So 
you may have a portion of that 27 booking more often because it's a lower price service. However, you are still probably going to need to talk to a lot more than the 27 to book the 27, right? So let's just say you close a rate of 50%. That means you're going to have to talk to 60 people to get 27 to book at the $300 rate. Let's apply that same math to the $2,000 clients. If you need to book four of those a month, you're going to talk to eight people a month and have prospect calls for eight in order to book the four at $2,000. Already, if you do the math on your hourly rate for your phone call, 30 minute consultation, that is probably free, which is fine. Imagine eight 30 minute phone calls instead of 60 30 minute phone calls, okay? So not only are you making more money, you're saving more money. And this is what happens. These are the type of decisions that you will be able to make when you start thinking like a CEO in your business and you get out of the employee mindset. This also means you're gonna start making decisions about your business that you might not have made when you were the employee because all of a sudden you realize, holy crap, I gotta make better decisions if I actually want this business to support me as a business. And that switch happens when you can start with the end in mind, when you can understand how you wanna scale, when you raise your prices and include a signature service, and when you embrace and pull from the knowing inside of you of how you want to do that and how you want to structure it. The cool, cool thing is, is you can do this however you want. You can have online services and online courses and online group offerings. In addition to one-on-one -on -one offerings, they can be in person, they can be virtual. There's like no rules <laughs> about what this can look like for you. I did a series on Instagram stories. By the time you hear this, it will be last week um, on breaking the rules in your styling business. And that is a little bit about, that is what this podcast is about. It's about breaking those rules of how you think a styling business should work and doing it with the right strategies that will actually support you to go from overworked to profitably booked. So that is my episode for you this week. I am really just excited, thrilled um, to share this series with you. It's something that I'm super passionate about, obviously, but it's so, so important to have like actual real strategies in your business to understand what it takes to be a personal stylist, but beyond being a personal stylist, because if you wanted to be a stylist, you could just go work for Nordstrom, right? You could work for Stitch Fix, you could work for Trunk Club, you could work for any number of companies that hire stylists, but you have chosen to be a personal stylist with your own business, which means you've got to have the CEO mindset. You've got to have these strategies. You've got to have the end in mind. Now, Really cool thing that's coming up. This should be on next week's episode. I am doing a podcast interview with James Wedmore. He is one of my mentors. He created an amazing program called Business by Design. He talks a lot about what it looks like to become a digital CEO. That is his word and his term. And he talks about some of the things I touched on in today's episode. And his program is designed specifically for people who want to create an online business. 
So if that is you, if you are looking or thinking about or wanting to be online with your styling business through a course, um, through a membership, through whatever format you want to bring that into, you will want to tune into next week's episode. It's going to be amazing. If you're not following James right now, go follow him, his podcast, mind your business. You can Google it. There's a guy on the front. Um, (laughs) it might say by James Wedmore. It's really awesome. So major, major plugs and props for that. Um, what else is coming up that I want to tell you all about one-on-one coaching program. I have a one-on-one coaching program that helps you create your high dollar signature service. So I talk about this all the time. It's pillar two inside the profitable stylist framework, because it's literally one of the three things that is so important to your personal styling business, to making a successful, profitable personal styling business without you falling into the chaos and the struggle and the hustle and the overwork and the overwhelm and all of that jazz. So if you are interested in that one-on-one styling, one-on-one coaching program to create your high dollar signature service, send me a DM on the Profitable Stylist Instagram. You can send me an email. You can get in touch with me however you would like, and we will get that application to you. Um, It is an application process. I want to kind of filter some questions by you and make sure we are a good fit before either of us get on a phone call. Remember I talked about the time behind a 30 minute phone call. We want to make sure everybody's time is respected. And if it is a good fit, we'll move forward with a Zoom chat conversation, which is just another way to make sure the vibe is there, make sure that I can help you, make sure you're ready and positioned and poised um, to make this change inside of your business. Any other announcements? Sydney, do you have any other announcements for the podcast? No, (laughs) I do not think so. Come follow us over on the Profitable Stylist on Instagram. There's all sorts of fun content over there. And I will see you next week on this podcast with James. Bye.